Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So if I have the TikTok right, Stellantis is laying off 300 workers in Kokomo on day six now of the United Auto Workers strike. Because not only is is the strike affecting uh, the ability to make vehicles, it's certainly affecting future uh, needs. It's affecting uh, parts that are coming in. If cars are not being made in Missouri, in Toledo, Ohio, in in Detroit, they're telling the, 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 the parts people, hey, we don't need X, Y, and Z. And if you don't need certain things, then other people at plants across the country might not be needed because you can't utilize the part because you're not ordering the part because the other plants aren't using them. And you create this, this larger issue. There's also huge issues that General Motors is having with the union because the union has been screwing with the big three. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. General Motors infuriated over a flow of misinformation. And that misinformation could be either leading to just just flat out uh, falsehoods in terms of the negotiation or an attempt to cost General Motors and others money to try and hurt them in this in this strike. But after Stellantis formerly Fiat Chrysler, laid off 300 workers in Kokomo. They announced a new contract offer. So they're still trying to get this done. The United Auto Workers started by wanting a 40% pay increase. They wanted a four-day work week. They wanted more retiree benefits, and they wanted what's known as COLA, cost-of-living uh, adjustments, uh, they want to have a pay go up just as inflation goes up, et cetera. I, I'm, I'm half saying that part right. Uh, I'm going to just say cost of living increase, and I'll leave other people to some nitty-gritty details. I'll try and bring it to you. The uh, big three have said, yeah, we're not doing all of that, but they have offered 21% pay increases. Certainly, I don't think there's any going to be cost of living increases. I don't think that's going to come and be part of a contract. I don't know how the four-day work week would work. I don't think that's going to come. I think the big sticking point is going to be these retiree benefits and exactly how great they can be, how much uh, the UAW thinks they can grow them. So there's a back and forth here. We're on day six, and there is nothing that says to me, I think are we on day seven now? There's nothing that says to me, that this is close to being done. That doesn't mean there couldn't be an announcement 35 minutes from now saying, yep, we got it all covered, everything's everyone's back to work. I just don't see it. And I'm not quite sure who does. You are starting to see layoffs. You will see more layoffs. And I assume that tomorrow, because they said Friday was the day, we'll see more plants go on strike. 
They took people out of certain plants and put them on strike across all three of the of the big three auto manufacturers instead of just targeting one auto manufacturer, which is usually how the UAW works. They're going across the board and they're going to continue. We will keep our eyes on the story. Hunter Biden has been denied showing up to court virtually. Clearly, the man did not want to wear pants. Hunter Biden, the gun charge where he has pled not guilty. He was denied a request from the judge to appear virtually for his arraignment. Was, I just as an aside, uh, A, I did not know you could appear virtually, uh, and B, why? For, for, for what reason would you want to? What, he, he can't get away from his very busy schedule of being a mooch? He, he, he can't get away from his extremely, extremely busy day of losing his laptop? What, what is he doing that he doesn't have the time? What is he do? How busy is he watching old episodes of Bob Ross saying, why can't I make this tree? How? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But clearly the judge agreed with me. He's like, you're not that busy. You're not. You're, 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 you're not that busy. You, you, can, you can show up. It'll give you something to do. It'll give you something to do. You get some sunlight, a little vitamin D. It wouldn't hurt you, kid. You're looking ashen. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt at all. So he's showing up. Any other defendant would be required to attend his or her initial appearance in person. So too here. Now, some people said, you know, it should be it would be special treatment if you let him do this virtually. Again, I didn't know you could do that kind of thing virtually. I could argue there could be reasons for it to be virtual and maybe not an idea of special treatment. And even though it's clear that Hunter Biden has gotten special treatment in the past and may very well in the future, he is also the son of the president, and uh, that may require certain different levels of security. That said, he's showing up. He's showing up, and oh, we all just can't wait for that. I have the full breakdown of Merrick Garland's appearance in front of the Judiciary Committee yesterday. Uh, I don't I don't want to argue that it went bad for him, but it certainly didn't go good for him. I argue that it went bad for us. This is just ridiculous dog and pony show, the Attorney General showing up, uh, speaking uh, to this committee, and and... Not really answering uh, questions. I mean, this was uh, Congressman Johnson, Mike Johnson of, of Louisiana, asking Merrick Garland. Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again. I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not. I'm just under oath today. Your testimony is. You have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised the, uh, the Senate I would not 
um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss the internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them. Oh, okay. So your, your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss. My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere. I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring cases that he thought were appropriate. Okay. Mr. Weiss's letter. Right. Okay, let me stop you. For, for a second time, sir. Are you aware that FBI officials have come before this committee and they have stated that there was a cumbersome bureaucratic process that Mr. Weiss had to go through to bring charges in another judicial district? You know that? I'm not aware, but that's not true. There's nothing cumbersome about the process. So those whistleblowers. Um, I, I like uh, Congressman Johnson. Uh, I, I do. I think that he's very. He's not the gotcha guy in Congress. He's not looking for the soundbite. He's just kind of rational and in, in his approach, and I appreciate it. And so you understand it. Merrick Garland clearly said, I'm not going to tell you if I spoke to him or not. I'm telling you that I told this committee I wouldn't talk to David Weiss, the special counsel, looking into Hunter Biden on the gun charge. But I'm not going to tell you if I actually did talk to him. Anybody who trusts Merrick Garland is out of their mind. You listen to Merrick Garland and you realize, my God, lawyers do need to get slapped. I'll get emails, but, oh, it's so gross. Also, don't go around slapping your lawyer. A little bit of advice from me to you.